Hello, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I'm trying to get used to this <laughs> this this different setup here. Not our normal setup today, no. and for good reason. Yeah, uh, I'm Alex, by the way, and yeah. I'm joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Hi. And Monique, would you like to introduce our guest? I am so excited because we have somebody that I've wanted on the show for a while now. And yeah, I love your face. And <laughs> I love your face. <laughs> he just made a funny face. So this is someone I've wanted on the show. And I figured because he lived on the other side of the country, it would be over Zoom. But as the universe saw fit. He is in our living room tonight. Conrad. Hello. How you guys doing? Conrad, welcome. Yay, <laughs> welcome. We're good. And how are you? I'm doing great. We just had a nice long pre-conversation conversation. So yeah. I imagine we'll just continue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything left to talk about after? <laughs> right. Always. We solved all the world's problems. We yes. did. But we're not going to share it. No. No. Unless you pay. Because <laughs> we're shills. <laughs> Outstanding. Inside joke. Oh, for those who know, you know. <laughs> Wonderful exchange. Mm-hmm. So, Conrad is here today, and uh, we're going to just, yeah, like we said, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, maybe. Yeah, no agendas. Or whatever, just yeah, just kind of whatever, whatever comes up. I do want to put you over <laughs> quite a bit, though, about a few things. So, <laughs> for anyone who's not familiar with you, you have your own podcast. Yes. Which I love. Thank you. You're also an author. I know. You Crazy. wrote a book. I did. What's Lucid what? Sacred Dreams. That's my book. This is a really good book. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I never read. And <laughs> it was actually somebody who I knew who sparked my interest okay. in reading. My parents owned a video store. Why do I need to read? I can watch the was movie. It a, was it a blockbuster? No, it oh. was. Like a local community? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It was a mom and pop. Yeah. And so I just always watch movies, but um, I've been reading a lot and I got kind of burned out because yep. I was reading so much for hypnotherapy oh, yeah. and yeah. I took a little break and then um, I started reading your book. Thank you. And, and then you burned it because you're like, I, can't, I got, I'm done reading. This oh, is it. Oh, no, no, this no. This is the last hurrah. This no. is my revelation It's book. so good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's that. like, it's an entertaining <laughs> and fun but easy read. Mm. Sometimes, like, I read books and I'm just like, wait a minute. And I have to, like, read it over a few times because I can't process right. what's being talked about. And I'm like, am I, am I not? comprehending this as I should be <laughs> or sometimes there's so many like fancy words I have right. to get a dictionary because I don't know what things mean because <laughs> words are hard but no it's just like it, like there's stuff where it's like wait a minute wait a minute what, what's happening here right. but you got to keep reading yeah, to, the, to get to story, it yeah. it's not all like right there but that that's the only thing where it's like yeah. wait a minute what is he talking about yep okay let's keep reading and as you go through you're like 
Oh, okay. But wait a minute. Now what? What else? <laughs> so I'll say this. Um, so some people DM me and what you're describing, they'll want the, like, they'll be like, so wait a second, what you're saying is this. So what? I'm like, just keep reading. That's the point of the book is <laughs> I, I, um, I, anyone that DMs me um, who's like, hey, do you have a link or whatever? I will send that five times faster than I could say, you know, but if if you're going to DM me asking for the, for the story, I'm going to be not rude, but I'm going to be straightforward and be like, read the book. I promise you from start to finish the conclusion, the ending, whatever you want to call it, you're going to feel, I think a bit of satisfaction. Yeah. Well, I, it's so funny that you said that because you're a podcaster yeah. as we are and We've had people ask about episodes, like, well, did you talk about this? And it's like, well, listen, did you listen to the yeah, episode? Yeah, exactly. Like, listen to it, and, and your <laughs> questions will be answered. So it's just so funny that, like, it happens with books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Books. Like, you you have to read it all. <laughs> I get, like, reading it and yeah. not under, or understanding or understanding right. something, but... To just be like, so what happens? Yeah. And I, I appreciate it because that means the reader is engaged. Yeah. Um, but I just, it's like, I don't want to ruin, like, the, like I didn't, like, I didn't write the book to also be like a commentary on the side. Like the, everything that is in there, all, I don't know, it's like 270 pages. Like there's, it's, it, it follows the Joseph Campbell 12, you know, steps of the hero's journey, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like, <laughs> I'm not, so it's, uh, I don't know, it's fun. Um what's interesting about writing a book is it is, it's like, um, it's a novelization of a memoir of my memoir. So it's up to the reader to, I've, I, I like to label it a Rorschach test, meaning how far you are down, whatever rabbit trail you find yourself in any given day, um, might make you think, wait, is this real or did this happen or no, 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 no. But wherever you are as the reader, that's what you're going to take in. I've, I've left it up to the reader. As the author, I wrote the words. Now you as the reader take in what you need to take in order for you to feel what you need to feel in order to process the experience. And that's kind of what I was shooting for. But isn't that what a good author does? I don't know. I, this is my, was my first try. <laughs> I think it was an excellent try. Thank you. Yeah. I, appreciate I, I really, it. I really like this book. <laughs> now, you're coming out with another one, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the process of writing my second book. The goal is December, and I will hit that goal. It might actually be sooner, but I, I gave myself um, a little bit of legwork just because I'm still. It's the it's the sequel to Lucid Sacred Dreams, even though it's a fictional story. So I don't know. Figure it out. Buy it. Figure you guys come out. Figure it out yourself. You know, yeah. but um, not you guys, but the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure um, it out. <laughs> yeah. So it's still being written. Even just the other day, I just wrote um, a chapter dealing with somebody who I met. Uh, so we were just talking about this earlier, like meeting, like here we are physically in person meeting each other. And it's really and he's cool. he's real. I'm real. He's real. <laughs> I'm touching him. He's that's, real. That's, that's CGI. Yes. You know? And it's like, um, but there's still something po as, as beautiful as the meet people online and to find like common ground and connection points and all that stuff. Like there's still something magical about just meeting people in person. And like feeling, and that's probably why the whole six feet apart thing exists and all that stuff right now, right? And we all know that. We don't even have to, whatever. But yeah, so I was in Arizona. I met somebody. And uh, so that's what I was writing about because it was able to um, really figure out what that experience was like for me in meeting them. And uh, I don't know. It's just it, this, the, the sequel, it's all up in here. It, a lot of it's already written. 
and it's gonna I'm gonna play a little bit more of linear time because that's the thing that I'm trying to in my own personal journey I'm trying to completely shatter and so as an artist I guess that's what I'm exploring so it will the sequel it's going to be about everything we've all gone through collectively it'll feature a lot of people that I've met along the way maybe you guys will get it who knows we'll see maybe there's another chapter brewing tonight but um he's like I, I, I went to some really crazy people's house. <laughs> no, um, no, I try not to yeah. judge, but damn. So on my Twitter, I have emissary eighty eight. I got rid of agent eighty eight because people get freaked out with words like agent these days. Um, but eighty eight is an important number to me. It's double infinity, and um, it's just I, I view it as I see it a lot everywhere I go. I drive. I see it. I see it in the. I see it everywhere, and it, like, it's just crazy. Like if anyone spent a day with me, they would say this isn't real. Like you're in a dream world, and maybe this is. Who knows? But so I pull into your guys's place, and there it is. One of your and I knew it for some reason. I knew. I was like, I bet you I pull in, and they're gonna have an eighty eight on their license plate in their car, and I pull in. I'm staring at it. I laugh because that's what I do now. Because how? What else are you supposed to do? <laughs> what can you right. do? And then I and then even your neighbors to your right had an 88 in their license plate. So I'm just like, all right, I'm in the right place. I'm I'm going with the flow of reality, and that's going to lead to I hope a entertaining, fun podcast episode. Yeah, right? let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I made dinner and we didn't get food poisoning, so that's a no. bonus. That's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a good start. Yes. 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 <laughs> Poor Conrad. I'm like, I'm trying something new. Those are no, always No, it was great because I, I was like, I'm vegetarian. And, and then the next day you're like, I'm making all this stuff and it's free. I'm like, all right. And, you, and then you had the audacity to be like, but if you don't like it, we can still order. I'm like, that's that's ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to. So, so I want to share this. So I, I'm we're, we're going back and forth. We're DMing each other. And... You're like, because I'm talking about like, oh, I'll make food and everything. And you're like, well, I'm a vegetarian. And I wanted to pull out the my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> what do you mean you don't eat no meat? Right, 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 right. But I was like, it's not. I was like, that's okay. I make a lamb. But I'm like, it's not going to translate over text <laughs> right. the way it would in person. I'll so just be I angry. Like, no. Well, I was, um, I, was, uh, I was in a line at a Chick-fil-A like two plus years ago. It was like, you know how Chick-fil-A is. It's always... It's like, you know, to the road. People yeah, are almost yeah. getting like in accidents just trying to pull over to a Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm done with meat. And so then I just walked away from it. Has, like anyone, I'm not one of those people that's like, you got to do what I do. So it is what it is. It's just a personal choice for me. And it, it's worked. It makes sense. And I feel better. I don't know. It was a dietary <laughs> change. So it, I, I guess maybe because I'm lazy, right? So I'm not going to go out and hunt my own food. Maybe we'll be getting to that here shortly. We'll see how this goes yeah. with reality. Yeah. But, but you know, so the lazy choice is to get, like, fast food processed, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I think I was probably getting sick and stuff from that a lot. So I just went away from it, and it worked. So And I, I haven't really regretted it so i don't i don't i don't apologize to people who are like you need meat i'm like i'm no. good <laughs> you need to do what your body right. needs to do like and like we have the conversation it's like like i want to be a vegetarian right but i crave meat yeah. and so it's like obviously that's something that my body needs or thinks it needs it's like i don't know just who cares? Yeah. But I have some vegan friends that would go crazy with that statement. I know. And <laughs> I, I don't mean any harm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, though, it's like, you know, we all do what we need to for our bodies. Yeah. 
so it is what it is. I think every and journey is different. Yeah. You know, so it's so. like, I respect yours and I hope people respect mine. And yeah, but I was excited. I was like, Ooh, I have a new recipe <laughs> I want to try. And I just, I was like, I hope this comes out good. Cause in theory, in my mind, it would be good. Right. So that I was, was good. Like, I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I Thank you. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I've been, um, we've kind of changed our diet around for, um, better digestion. Yeah. So not mixing certain things together. But I was like, yeah, trying to bring back a lot more raw vegetables because yeah. we tend to like overcook our vegetables mm. and it loses all of the nutrition. Right. So it's like eating raw yeah. is best. And I did a salad one day. I had like spinach and um, raw asparagus. I have never had raw asparagus oh, right. until that moment. And I'm like, it's just as good. <laughs> Actually, I think I like it better than being cooked because then it's not like floppy it's yeah I, th crunchy. I, th I think anything in regards to diet it's like are you pushing away however even if it's just like organic grass-fed whatever beef or whatever like are you pushing away from what is consistently being pushed on to you mm. as the only way to eat i don't know i just it's it's fascinating to me like i I, th I think i saw something i don't know if this is true but it was like i don't know the, the year number but it was in the last century it was like supermarkets weren't a thing right so, yeah. so yeah. you know, so it's like we're very recently in this, like, this world where it's just handed to us. We just go in, and it's there, and it's ready to go, and it's from these big, giant conglomerate farms sprayed so it can be, you know, traveled all, you know, far distances and things like that. So it's like we don't really – do we even really know, like, physically – what we're capable of or what we lost yeah. in comparison to what we're experiencing. Now, this is all we know and it, it doesn't seem right. So I think anything that bucks trends and, and pushes back against the reality construct we're supposed to always accept as is, is a good thing. And I think everyone, when they're engaged in that, they kind of figure out what works for them along the way. And it doesn't have to be what Conrad does. It doesn't, yeah. you know, it's, it's what you figure out for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You do you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 I was saying. We're starting like, a food podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> foodies. Go. Ooh, woke foodies, not woke. Awakened foodies. <laughs> well, so, um, last weekend I went to a woman's retreat up in Maine. Adriana. Yes. yes. And I just had on. Recently. Yes. Yeah. I know. That was such a good episode. Yeah. So I'm telling Conrad when he came over today, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm listening to that episode and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it resonated so much with everything that I've gone through and like what you guys were discussing and the work that you have to do yeah. and like the root chakra, everyone wants to get to the third mm. eye and you know, the crown, but it's like, you got to start it. Like it. It's like the um, tower card in a sense. Like if you don't have that strong foundation, it's going to crumble. Yeah. So it's like oh. you need to like really work on a good foundation. Yeah. And that's hard. It takes yeah, work. It's least. hard. I don't know if I'm even there. I'm being honest. I, it's I really will say hard. this though. I, I'm looking forward to the day that I get to hear about when Alex shares with the world how he felt a flowing river coming from his third eye because he felt like it completely was burst open. I'm looking forward to that day because it's going to happen. I, I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm waiting for that day myself. Yeah. <laughs> because like, like I, I'm always reading about just different uh, like health, exercise, fitness, nutrition, that kind of thing. And I, I read recently, and I can't remember for the life of me where I read it, but if you take vitamin K2, 
Mm. It's supposed to help to decalcify the pineal gland and any damage that's been done from fluoridization or right. diet or whatever else. So I got some vitamin D and K2 in my cabinet right now, and I started taking it about nice. two weeks ago, specifically for that reason, not because I think I'm deficient in D sure. or K2, but just for that. Because I'm like, I want to see if this works, yeah. if this does anything. Because, yeah, I I, I want that. <laughs> you right. know, I want that. I see... My, my my lovely wife and hear all of her experiences all the time and I'm just like, Man, I want that. Yeah. I want that too, you know. So yeah, it's gonna happen soon, I'm sure. The thing is, you get it all I'm the sure time. You just don't recognize it. I mm. think that's the problem. I think yeah, I think you're right. Because I do. I get like hunches, I'll get feelings. I, I, I He calls stuff. I'll, right. I'll, I'll like say I bet you this is what happens next. And I'll just whatever. Name a random situation and scenario. I, I I usually can call it. Right. I don't know if that's third eye. I don't know if that's intuition. I don't know if that's just recognizing patterns. I don't know. But I, I do have a knack for calling things happening a certain way. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. But <laughs> well, I mean, the pineal gland, like physically, there's something there, right? But the third eye is theoretically or truthfully dealing with the metaphysical, which is you know, intuition, which is like inner gnosis. It's, it's a different realm of reality. So like you calling something like that, there's no physical reason why in that moment, it sounds like you should be able to call whatever that is, but you do. So you're tapped into whatever part of what it means to be a human that for some reason, for many years has just not been discussed. So there's something going on. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he just doesn't give himself credit. as much credit right, as he should. Right. right. Yeah. And then I understand like the wanting to feel like I get that. Like if I lay down on my back with certain crystals and I meditate with my eyes closed, like I'm going to feel a heavy pulsing in that area. And it's like, I wonder if I wasn't having that, would I be as confident? So do I need that? I raise a whole other set of questions, oh, yeah. you know? So it, it's an interesting thing. And, I, and again, like you mentioned that the K2, like I had a shaman friend that told me about organic molasses and just taking a shot of organic molasses every single day. And I did that. I love molasses. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it, I think it helped. And I think it something happened, you know, decalcification is one of those hot topics on Twitter where everyone throws their opinion in without having any idea <laughs> just, but they try to make everyone have to buy into their narrative. And it's like, we, you know, it might be a thing. It might not be a thing. There's people there that say that it, it can't be a thing because you, uh, it, like it's, it's like, you can't stop what it is. Like it's either there or it's not right. I'm doing a poor job explaining this, but I will say this is decalcification. Even if that's not the proper verbiage and let's just say that it isn't for the sake of argument, but, just like if you work out your body physically, like you get in better shape or if you eat unhealthy and you have a poor, you know, you don't do anything physically, you're going to, you know, gain weight and stuff like that. It's like, why can't a metaphysical, physical part of your body get out of shape? Yeah. That doesn't sound crazy to me. And if it's, if it, if it's, if the proper verbiage is calcification, then so be it. But I am, I'm kind of leaning towards it and I can't prove it. So it's a belief. It's like I'm of the understanding that as bad down as that thing could be, that it, it, there's it can come back or oh, it, can, it can be woken up. I don't think that I think that's our connection. So I don't think we can no. get away be- from it because people will say like with sugar, ah, oh, sugar's really bad. I am like 
the sugar fairy. <laughs> like since I was a kid, I've I'm always like sugar, sugar, sugar. Yeah. And I don't think it hindered me at all. I, I think some people are just more predisposed, but I think when you cut out sugar, when you cut out flora, when you cut out a lot of the things that are supposed to be better, yeah. it doesn't hurt it. Right. Maybe it helps. Right. I, I don't know, but I kind of look at it like, hmm, what are they saying to cut out? Things that aren't good for you anyway. Right. <laughs> right. So, so worst so, case scenario, yeah. you're healthier. At some point, like for me, it's like at some point I have to like, not everyone is out to get me. Yeah. Not everyone is playing an angle. Maybe some people out there diligently did some work in the name of quote unquote good mm-hmm. and they figured something out and it's not bad advice. Like everything doesn't always have to be like... No, they're just trying to trick us to get us like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. I guess at the end of the day, you have to go with your gut with yeah. what feels right. Inner knowing, for yeah, sure. Because, yeah, because, and, and honestly, though, one thing like I've been really trying to share with people is just because something works for the majority yeah. doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So for the longest time, I thought something was wrong with me because like using crystals. Right. Oh, you should feel it in this chakra and this one you should mm. feel in this chakra. And I didn't feel it in that chakra. I felt it in this one. And it's like, am I broken? Am I doing it wrong? Am right. I not connected? What's wrong? And then like I, I on my own had to learn like there's nothing wrong with me. It's just the way I resonate with these minerals, these rocks, these crystals doesn't make it wrong. It's just how my body responds. Um, and I started like telling people that and other people would say, I get the same thing. And I thought something was wrong. And it's like, no, it's, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, we're all different. So you have to go with your gut. And if something, if they're saying, Oh, you know, do this and do that. So you can be better or whatever, but it doesn't resonate with you and it doesn't feel right. Then don't do it. (laughs) Right. Like why would you do it to satisfy other people to make them feel better about what they're saying? No. Right. You know, listen to your gut. Um, Even like with tarot, like some of the cards are supposed to mean certain things, but that's not the information I get from them. Right. But when I read it, it's correct. Right. It doesn't make me wrong. Well, I always, tarot is interesting to me because I feel like it's not a, a dirty trick, but there is somewhat of a trick in the sense, the way I understand it. It's like those cards are there trying to pull out what is already in your subconscious that you know. So when some certain cards are pulled or a card is pulled and that initial, f- if you're pulling for yourself anyways, mm-hmm. and if you have a thought, like you're going to initially have a feeling of what is yeah. from that card. And it's like, can you learn to trust? <laughs> you okay. have a friend. I know, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can you learn to trust what yeah. you are initially feeling? Because I think deep down, you know, and I think tarot works to pull. Mm-hmm. By using the external to pull into the internal. And I think, I don't know, I think it's a cool thing. Well, That's why it's funny when people like get scared of it over. I'm like, you're crazy. Well, people, <laughs> people get upset too because sometimes it's telling people the truth that they don't want to hear. Right. They're not ready to hear or face themselves. So I've done readings for people and I kind of call them out on their shit. Mm. You know, I try to do it in a nice way. <laughs> right. But it's like, you're, this is what you're doing. See, like. How I don't know you. How would I know this? And they're like, I know, but I'm afraid to get a reading from you. (laughs) No, but they're like, I know, but it's like, but nothing. Yeah. Like you have a choice. Right. You know, do you want to face it? Do you not? Do you want to do this? Do you not? So it's just kind of like, but 
with that subconscious too, yeah, like a lot of people, like they know. It feels yeah. like they know. Maybe they just need somebody else to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Because my cards tell me stuff and it's like always like when it's telling me the same thing, it's like, yeah, I know I get it. Stop. Shut up. Like I, that's <laughs> not the answer that I wanted. Like waiting, waiting for a different answer, but I don't get it. Yeah, You know, I think like I just had it like on when I was driving down here, I, I talked on the phone to my friend Kara Mosier. Um, she's got like her own podcast. Yeah, you were on her show. It yeah. was great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking to her and um, we were talking about like this idea of like, you know, it's not a good business model, but it's probably what's right in the sense of it's like people that we impact that we, you know, reach out to us or like whatever we inspire. Like my goal isn't to make you a, a lifetime customer of Conrad. Yeah. You know, my goal is to be a, a voice off in the distance that for whatever reason you connect with. And then at some point you move on because ultimately the goal is everyone realizing the ev everything they have is within Yeah, the, the powers within. So if you, you know, enjoy me, if you, if you enjoy me, but 15 years from now, if you still need me, then you've turned me into an idol. You've turned me into an external savior. You've turned me into the hero model, which is, how this entire world works, you know, who's, who's our president. If this person's in charge, we'll be okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, if, if I worship this person, then I'm going to be saved, you know, and that's going to make a lot of people angry, but yeah. it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So ever, you know, we always, we, who's my, I, I don't know if my boss is going to give me time off, you know, it's like these, that's what we're trained to understand. We're trained to understand that, it's something else always determining your every moment. And I, I, the more on my own journey, which is imperfect and always in this, in, in a state of learning and moving, pushing forward and figuring out what's next. It's the best moments of my life are when I let go of any sort of attachment whatsoever. It doesn't mean I, I, I'm like some nihilist who isn't like, eh, it's all meaningless. No, it's like, I don't have to rely on some religious totem in order to be free. I don't have to rely on some economic model in order to be free within. I don't need to rely on a flag or anything along those lines. So it's just, you know, we're at an interesting point in history. We were talking about a lot this, you know, earlier tonight. It's like we're at a kind of a tipping point and it's a beautiful thing because like you were saying, in the chaos, there's opportunity. And I think anyone listening, they can, they, they understand that we are to, it might, you know, the thing that is trying to control us, all that's doing is it, it might create more chaos. And that's actually a, a, a potential for a powerful thing, a powerful change. Take advantage. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I just went on a rant there. Sorry. I do like me some chaos. <laughs> yeah. You are the chaos queen. That's for sure. <laughs> ah, I can't help it. It's all about balance. Like you need you need like some good healthy chaos yeah. every once in a while. But like you just said, we can seize that as an opportunity. Like you can take chaos and look at it as this big scary thing and oh no. Or you can say like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity. Right. The choice is yours, you know, like it, it's whatever works for you at that time. But I'm trying to look at it like whatever happens in the chaos of it. I want to try to take advantage of any opportunity that I can to try to make things better. Right. Yeah. I mean, that works for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
speaking of chaos, all right. So I, I'm, I am totally like not. I don't. I've, I've moved on, but I'm still a fan of professional wrestling. Right. So, sorry. <laughs> no, I know. Right. Wait, the now or like not old the, stuff? Okay, old, right, stuff right, old stuff. Okay. Old stuff. To, to the right, point right, to where I actually like. I, this is just recent. I find myself because they have like those little YouTube podcast clips of like, like old time bookers and stuff talking like about past. And I like find yeah. myself because, you know, it's like going back to my childhood. Yeah. But so when I was, I don't know, probably like 13 or 14, the church, they, the every like this, this church group, we would, we would record a professional wrestling like event. Like, yeah. So we would all dress up. Um, so that year or the, the year that I did it rather is I was like a couple char- like we would do different characters and we do like a whole show and I was X-Pac from DX. <laughs> <laughs> but so what was funny about it is I was pretty much the same height, but I was a lot skinnier then, but I was one of the smaller people there. So what happens when you get, when you're the smallest person in an amateur wrestling event, everyone wants you to take their bumps yep. because you, because Cause you can get lifted, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I probably took like fifty. What? 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 I'm not the expert. So anyone out there that isn't familiar with the bump, how would you describe a bump? Uh, it's it's wrestling terminology for taking a fall. You know, you, you either. I mean, there's a front bump, which is you land on your face. There's a back bump, which is when you land on your back. But yeah, bump is such just a fall. Yeah. So I probably took like fifty of those that day, and then that, it was fun though. I had a lot of fun. But the next day. Uh, like I couldn't move. So I don't know how, like, how did you ever get, like, how did you exist in that world without feeling like you were dying the when next you, day? When you did these bumps, <laughs> were you taught how to properly do them? No, I just okay. took them. I just took them. Well, I mean, even properly taking them, I, I think, well, it, I always go back to how amazing the human body is. Okay. Because I, I, that's really, that's the only thing I can say is we are capable and and uh able to withstand so much more than we are led to believe right now i'm beat up pretty good but i also at my age i'm going to be uh what how old am i going to be 40 43 43 i'm going to be okay i'm, yeah, I'm going to be 44 yeah. in a couple months and i feel fine i actually feel better now wow. than i did when i was wrestling and I think that's just a combination of diet and just, yeah, continuing to exercise and not allow myself to just be like, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm done, so uh, I'm not wrestling anymore, so I don't have to take care of myself. Like no. the Wally people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wally. Yeah, the Wally people. Wally movie. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, with wrestling, the more you do it, the better you get at, not taking as many bumps and yeah. that's not I, well I, I can't speak for today's wrestling but right <laughs> it, it's more so uh you learn how to in wrestling terminology work better which means working is the stuff you do between the moves between the bumps mm. and the falls the so, story exactly yeah so you get better at that and, and you still take bumps but you you learn to take them when they mean something right when they mean more so you, you I, I mean I, I can't say that I never took bumps I took plenty of them mm-hmm. but yeah. when i took them they meant something the people that were watching were reacting right. whether whether it was to cheer or boo depending on what we were trying to get across in the match uh but yeah the, I, I, the body calcifies it gets used to 
the trauma, the abuse. And I mean, I've heard it. I don't know if I agree with this or not, but I've heard that every time you take a bump, it's almost equivalent on your body as getting into a minor car crash. I don't know if I buy that. Right. I've heard but, that about football, like a football hit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but I mean, those guys too. I, I don't, I don't know who's got it worse, pro wrestlers right. or football players. I don't know. Uh, I know wrestlers uh, do a lot more in terms of volume because uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know about today, but I know back in the day, if you will, when wrestling <laughs> right. was actually good, they were wrestling <laughs> three hundred nights a year. Right. Uh, it, you know, sometimes more than that. So. I don't know, and 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 they and wrestlers go year round. There's no off season, right, for pro wrestling. It's 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 constant. So, yeah, I don't know how, how I did it. I I loved what I did. I was in pain for a lot of it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it was just a, a love for what I was doing, which is so weird because I look back on it now. It's like I I'm thankful for everything I went through. Yeah. It was what I wanted to do, and I did it. But I look back and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking for half of this stuff? Because, <laughs> man, some of the stuff I did was just not smart. But, yeah. Everything, <laughs> you know, wrestling psychology, like the promos, taught me everything I needed to know today about mainstream media news. Oh, yeah. You know, you have like, you're watching like a, I don't know, like a Hulk Hogan. And he's like, at WrestleMania 12, I'm going to go into the squared circle and I'm going to take you down, which will be on pay-per-view for $59.99 at the Thunderdome. WrestleMania, I'm going to beat you up at WrestleMania for $59.99. And it's like, that's... (laughs) It's like when you turn on the media and they're like, breaking news. Sources, according to experts, say that the Delta variant is 500 times. Let me repeat, 500 times more dangerous than the original variant. Again, to repeat, Delta variant (laughs) is, without a doubt, more dangerous. It's the same exact principles at play. Yeah, it's it's essentially, it's marketing, man. All of it. That's all it is. It's marketing. It's it's learning how to, uh, different patterns that will, people can remember better, that will resonate Mm -hmm. with people better. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's what promos were for, when they allowed guys to actually Right. Connect with people and do their own thing. Now everything is scripted. Nobody, nobody can go off script, if you will. Right. Uh, but I mean, yeah, back when Hulk Hogan was doing those guys, they they could just talk. Right. They'd say, "Okay, you're wrestling Hacksaw Jim Duggan tomorrow in <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Go two minutes. Go." And they just go and talk. And and a lot of times, you, you know, some guys didn't know what the hell they were talking about. You could yeah. tell who was a good promo and who was a not so great promo, but. I mean, geez, Roddy Piper, oh, so the Macho yeah. Man. I mean, those guys don't exist anymore. Nobody, nobody even close to that anymore. It's yeah. because they're just not allowed to be that way anymore, which is too bad. But mm. yeah. I think I would have been good at promos. I think I would have been a good manager. I was going to say you could have been a good manager. I was going to say, yeah, manager. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There you go. This 350-pound <laughs> bodybuilder next to me. <laughs> and then I would, I would have so much fun doing the little hijinks on the side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's a good time, man. Look out, Bobby Heenan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Here comes I, Conrad. Yeah. I got to say, there is nothing yeah. like getting a a, a, a room full, a, a, re, a hall full of people, a yeah. stadium full of people. There's nothing like getting people to boo you. Oh, that sounds I, like fun. It's I, so uh, weird. You know, it's I, so fun. I had one incident kind of like that. I was playing basketball in some league growing up. And it was towards the end of the game, and we were losing, so we had the foul 
to get him on the foul line, hoping they miss so we get the ball back and try to make a comeback. And the coach told me to foul. So this I was probably, I don't know, I don't know how old I was. I was a teenager. So I had to foul quickly. So I just, like, two-handed pushed, like, shoved. And apparently this person wasn't very strong because they went flying into the into the bleachers <laughs> to the point to where the whole crowd went <gasps> like a loud visible gasp and then like like I had to get pulled from the game and I was like I didn't really think that I followed the man that hard and then funny my senior year of high school varsity basketball game I was it was a road game and um, I was a fast break and it was this kid and I I knew when he was going to go up to jump. And apparently he didn't know how to jump because suddenly I literally like my kneecap was at his head. Like that was the same like Now I didn't hit him. This is where it gets funny. So he like this kid knew that I was going to like block his shot to tomorrow. And, it, and he, he, I swear to God, he, he, he like had the most scary looking face of like someone in fear, just like, like he froze and he fell on his back and I didn't touch him. But since he fell so bad, the ref called a foul, even though I touched him, and then I got booed again. So I, I'm very, I have, I have a natural ability to get people, you know, riled up. There you go. <laughs> I tell you, there's you don't even like have it. to do anything. Admit, yeah. like you it. just have to be I, there. I, sometimes you just, just got to show up, and people don't like my face. <laughs> oh no! I was gonna say, see, you carry that chaos too. Oh like, yeah. You just have to be there. And chaos Oka. happens hey, around Oka. you. Yeah. It's in my blood. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. No, so the Hayoka's, um so Hayoka is it's like a it's a Native American a jester or a clown, um, like in some like the Lakota people and stuff like that. And uh, they actually, obviously, they you know it, it was a kind of like a calling to the people, and in certain parts of history, especially the parts where you know there's devastation happening as expansionist colonialism was taking place. And the Hayokas um, played an important role of bringing joy into tribes that were going through tragedy. And I, you know, so it's, so when I call myself a Hayoka, I like to, I like to make people laugh, even though that we're in a time period of earth where if you're paying attention, it's like stuff, stuff's happening. It's kind of undeniable. And newsflash power likes to keep power. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shocker. We've learned that, yeah. haven't we? So it's not so it's like, all right, so what do we do? Do we fall into the misery of it or do we acknowledge it? Don't deny it because that's the thing that people are also very good at. It's, it's nothing's happening. It's all it is what it is. It'll just magically work out. I'll just put my, you know, like the ostrich in the sand, just put my head in there. And, you know, there, I don't I'm not a fan of that either. But it's like, OK, stuff's happening. But can we still find a way to enjoy the journey nonetheless and what role can I play as a person in that too so yeah the ability to entertain you know make people smile in the midst of the insanity to me that's like you know that's like the like carrying on the lineage of what it means to be a Hayoka yeah and and you are really funny and oh, so I, I talked to Good you. night everybody. We're <laughs> no, gonna right and I, I was going to say before you <laughs> you know put yourself down like yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Um no like I listen to your show and you joke around. Yeah. I feel like you do a good job being your authentic self Thank and kind of not really caring like this is who I am. Yeah. This is my sense of humor. And I don't know it, it's great because I listen to your show and man you're always like the things that you say, I'm always like, I feel like I'm learning and I'm gaining <laughs> new perspective and it gives me goals. Like yeah. 
yeah, like he's got a point or I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. And it's like, man, he, he always like has such a knack for just putting it in such a wonderful perspective Mm. that we don't always think about. And then I like, personally, I'm like, now I feel kind of like an ass for not thinking of that or thinking that way, but it's a good thing. Brought to you by the Catholic church. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But no, it's like this, it's good because it motivates me, you know, like, more possibility. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. this is there. Yeah. And I was here and just by listening to something he said was like, mm. fuck, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And like I was saying before, like with you, like sometimes I feel like with what you say, I'm kind of parallel. So we're along the same lines, right. but you're just kind of like in a different lane with it, but it's awesome. Like a great way of thinking and you put things in such a good perspective and you do it with such a good sense of humor. It's not, like, oh gosh, you know, like <laughs> this is so heavy and That's it's what a editing's lot to take for. in. No, let me cut out these three minutes that you guys will never hear <laughs> where you would have got to that point. No, no but you make it fun right. and well, thank you. uplifting. I think is a a good way to put it. Thank you. You know, I, yeah, I guess um, not to toot my own horn, but like toot it. A- anything, Go ahead. anything I'm talking about is stuff that's going through my head. Obviously, that's a no brainer. But it's stuff I've also like examined. And so I'm not just, sometimes like you are kind of like you find your flow and you just go and what comes, what comes. But if I'm taking a strong stance, for example, on something, it's because I've, I've gone through it. I've looked at all the sides and I've made a personal determination on what I feel is, is right for the moment for me. So why wouldn't I share it? You know, so, so often, you know, I, I feel like, you know, what I've noticed lately is a lot of people have replaced how's the weather or how's the, you know, how, how about that weather today? You know, the, the throwaway meaningless line with stay safe, Yeah, you know? So it's like everyone, I think there's a conditioning there, or maybe it's a fear thing, or it's just like, you know, uh, not wanting to express yourself because of whatever, but like we're conditioned, it seems like to just latch on to like five or six, I don't know the exact number, obviously of like just throwaway statements to keep the ball moving but it has nothing to do with what we're thinking, what we're feeling, or what we're trying to actually get across is what it means to be a human. And I love that you put like the stay safe because that's something I've always said, but that's like the mama bear in me. And when I say it, I just don't mean it as a thrill. Like I am like envisioning protection around (laughs) you, like bubble of protection into the collective. But no, like a lot of people, they just say it. It's the new statement. Yeah. It's 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 like, like it's meaningless. Exactly. Like, um, have you ever hugged somebody? Only and on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. No, and it just feels so like, are you even, like, I feel well, like. I hugged I, you guys when I came in the I, door. Okay, no, yeah. like, I'm trying to get to my point. Like, yeah. where it feels like I would have gotten more emotion from a mannequin in a department oh, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you hug sure. them, and it's just like, I'm sorry, am I inconveniencing you by this hug? Well, you know, hugging for me, like, I, so I'm raised in the Northeast, French, Canadian, half French Canadian. But I was, I was raised in the French-Canadian side of my family and uh, also half Native American. Um, so we're not really, like, lovey-dovey. It's very, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, like, distanced. Not that there isn't love there. Yeah. But it's just not, like, it's like there's a distance to it. So I'm not used to that. And then the Northeast is a different beast than the rest of the country. So even, like, like hugging people is been a that's been a learning process for me now i'm like yeah uh, like if, if how you doing hug hug but i remember 
coming across those kind of people on my own journey and me being the recoiler, like, oh, this is a thing. Well, there's a difference between recoiling. Sure. But just kind of like a hug where there's just no feeling. Oh, yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just another, it's just, it's it's just what you kinda, do. It's just kind of, oh, yeah, whatever. Ritual. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's like when I, like, so, okay, French Canadian. Yeah. But like, it was weird because like, I feel like there's a lot of love in my family. Yeah. Um, my meme was actually the one. Um, one of the people like who talked about like she'd make cookies and she'd say, do you know why they're so good? <laughs> and I'd look at her like, why? She goes, cause I made them with love. Uh. You know, it was like, yes. Um, but that's kind of like, I don't know, but yes, there was like distance there, it's but I think for maybe for me as the granddaughter, mm. I don't know. But, um, I just, when I was little, I would hug everybody. Yeah. I'd hug the bus driver, but it was like people I felt called to hug because mm. there were people I didn't want to hug. Sure. But it's the people I felt. Doctors, <laughs> psychologists. No, no like you ever lawyers, just meet people no, and you're just like <laughs> bad vibe. Yeah. They don't get a hug. Yeah. But the loving people, I don't care if I don't know you, I could feel the love. And yeah. it's like, you get a hug. And I remember my mom, be, mom and dad being like, Monique, you can't hug everybody. <laughs> I'm like, but I want to. It's, you know, like trying to explain it. It's like, we don't do that. But you know that just like yeah we don't we don't hug everyone and, and shout out to all the doctors lawyers yes and I'll hug you're you. all great I was yes. only kidding you're the most beautiful people on planet Earth yes <laughs> you keep us out of jail and alive there you have it <laughs> but um no but yeah so it's just like so it's just funny that you said that like with a French Canadian but um yeah. yeah like sometimes like it's just we go through these motions or people go through these motions and there's nothing in it, it made me think of like hugging somebody who just like doesn't care because yeah. like when I hug I put like my love into it because it's that energy exchange yeah. through touch but I've learned not everybody feels that way no. so like <laughs> and, and you can tell when they don't um but yeah like we go through these motions people humans they go through these motions and there's nothing attached like if i ask you how was your day yeah it's because i truly want to know right how your day was yeah. not like or hey how's your day ah oh, and oh yeah yeah you know like don't give it yeah, it's like meaningful interactions in a world where it's like even it's it seems like it's doubled down i don't know the exact percentage but you go out there these days and it's like everyone's just it's like we've we've quote unquote reopened mm. but have, have psych psychologically mentally have we reopened as a society or is it even more shut off than say month one of quote unquote lockdown but are people afraid to express how right. they really feel i don't know do they fear you know if if people disagree with what i say right i'm gonna get backlash and it's easier just to avoid saying how you feel so you don't get backlash it's tough because it's like i've for me it's like i've moved past that yeah you know it's like i have no obviously i have a podcast like i have no problem putting my thoughts out there <laughs> for yeah. everyone to hear about but it's different in yeah. person too yeah that's true it is like true. going out to the store yeah and you know hearing two people argue over something and, oh, you yeah. know and, and then kind of <laughs> just being like oh you're both ass hats but you know you don't want to hear my opinion <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think it's the trick of this place. I think, yeah. you know, there's, I just think we're in a new era. I hate that, you know, the new normal, all that nonsense, but it's like you, you have to be really active, like proactive rather with, with how you want to exist now in terms of like a sovereign being 
and even expressing that. It's very interesting because we have everything is set up for us right now to not be sovereign whatsoever. And in, I mean, like, you know, you go, I, I don't drive around and it's like everyone's staring at their phone, <laughs> you know? Yep. And even myself over the table, like, oh, sh- I got to throw this thing. Like, why do I feel like I have to take this to the bathroom with me? I'm going pee. I'm, I'm standing up. I don't need my phone. You know, but yeah. it's like it's so we're we're at like and it's all it is is like I don't know. It seems like, I mean, obviously nefarious, whatever you want to call it, but there's also this element of it's like they're giving everything that's being given to us right now that is making life easy is stuff that we want. Like I want to be able to go on to Amazon, click two buttons, and a day and a half later I have magic item X that I ordered from, I don't even know where delivered to my door. That's super simple. And now I can use that product, but it's like, what are we losing along the way? What's that changing us into and how much intention as an individual, do I have to be aware of this in order for it to not consume me completely to where we were talking about earlier. We mentioned Wally earlier where Mm -hmm. it's like, my theory is like, they're just trying to turn us into Wally where we're just laying on our recliners with our, with our, uh, with our, with our touch screens and our super drinks, and we're all wearing red because that's who we voted for. And then suddenly everything's going to turn blue, but it's the same exact thing. Same thing. A little, it's so, it's such a perfect allegory for politics. <laughs> well, you asked, like, you know, what did we give up? Like, yeah. you know, for that one click. Well, we gave up being interact. We gave up interaction. Yeah, that's the big thing. We gave mm-hmm. up interacting with other human beings because what happens when you need to get something you go to the store either you make it yourself or you got to go get the supplies but you got to go out you interact with people yep you communicate with people typically you run into people even if it's just a cashier yeah you lose that interaction and then what happens what do we do we isolate ourselves we're you Mm -hmm. know um we we talked about it where you like we're we're now so many uh, so many people are you know like sardines packed in yeah. these small areas and they don't know their neighbors <laughs> right <laughs> they they you know are surrounded by people they don't know why nobody ever leaves the house yeah why they don't need to I can work from home I can shop from home everything's delivered to my door I don't need to leave my home and it's like. They, they just, and what, why don't we talk to our neighbors? Cause we were instilled with fear yeah. because you don't know them and they're strangers and they could cause you harm. <laughs> right. and, and it's just like, well, how do you know unless you talk to them? Yeah. So I, th- and I, I think if like people like us, if we stand for anything, whatever that even means, it's like, I think we're just trying to create a future where human connection remains a thing <laughs> you know if it's that simple it's like yeah like the, the old ways of the good way you know it's like yeah. it's funny it's uh, so it if you want to if you want to merge with Neuralink, go right ahead just don't make me have to do it too yeah you know because that's not how i want to have my human experience you know if you want to if you want to make it so you have to rely on big pharma every six months to feel safe go right ahead but guess what? I've been healthy for the last two years, and I am in, I've dri- I've driven across this entire country. 
I've visited just about every single state that you can imagine. And I can tell you this much that what is being projected out there isn't reality. And what reality, I just had a friend the other day who um, is in Africa. They left, they got out of Europe because they're like, it was crazy there. So they go to Africa. I forget what country. And they were just sending me these messages like, yeah, we don't even, we, we haven't done anything here or we're just living life normal. And they sent me a picture of a giant avocado they had just bought and they're like they're, they're just like western civilization is so lost yeah. <laughs> and it's like was my friend a liar is my friend a cgi created ai character no i've met this person and i was just thinking about the thing we we're talking about earlier i wasn't referencing that but that i do want to talk about that <laughs> it's funny um but like that like this person is existing in a, in a world that is completely different then what we are being given is what we have to have. Yeah. So it's like there's no denying that there's something at a minimum fishy happening and addressing it head on and being sovereign beings and stepping into your personal power and looking the scene of what is being projected to us right in the eye and saying, no, I think that's a powerful thing. And I think more people, if you're listening to this, and you're, you're in doubt that you're alone, you're not alone. In fact, I guarantee you there's more out there that are waiting for courageous people because, unfortunately, we still are in that hero culture. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to go within tomorrow. You know what I mean? No, of course not. So it's okay to be an example to others. Yeah. Just don't get lost in the way and think that you are the answer to them because then that's how you get into, like, you know, the savior complexes. That's a whole other thing. Not oh, what yeah. we're here for. Well, that's yeah. the thing. We can guide each other. We can yeah. help from each other. We can learn from each other. But at the end of the day, the real hero is inside of you yeah, and each it. and every person. It's not my job, to, you know, to raise you up and lead the way and right. fight the good fight. It's everyone has to do it. And that's how you, you know, move forward. That's how you evolve. Yeah. That's how you win by everybody. And I think it all just starts with like a feeling inside, like something here isn't right. Yeah, And if you get your spidey senses tingling, like something's just off, something's yeah. not right. Boom. You've already done like the hard, one of the hardest things is like realizing like tapped into your, yeah. 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 Knowing, yeah. yeah. And then just from there, that can be really scary too, because then you're like, oh no, like so many people are put in this awful position of having to make like lose your entire life or get an injection right. or do this or do that, which is so unfair. Like you have people who like they need to work so they can, you know, they, they have to work to pay their bills. Yeah. They're not ha- happy with what they do, but they got to do it just to go through the motions and yeah. survive. And even that's difficult. And then they're put in this predicament of, oh, you got to do this or you can lose your job. And it's right. like, who the fuck are you to put that upon somebody and right. make them choose like that? But at the end of the day, and I've said this for the longest time, we all have a choice. Yep. And if it really goes against how you feel, maybe that is the universe presenting this choice to you to say you can do better. Mm. You need the swift kick to the ass. <laughs> but no, that's not how it works. It's the tower card, baby. <laughs> Things yeah. are crumbling. It's going <laughs> to suck falling down. But you'll you'll be okay when you land. Yeah. And then you rebuild. Oh, There's something, too. I love the, the phoenix rising from the ashes analogy. Mm-hmm. And it's I've had a lot of synchronicities on my drive across the United States. But what was funny was when I pulled into, I just pulled into this parking lot in front of this restaurant when I got to where I'm at now. And there was, uh, no joke, it was the symbol of the Phoenix Rising, like an art. 
And then underneath it, and had four letters that spelled the word "real." <laughs> and it's like, wow! Like you know, I I know from my journey, I'm experiencing something. I'm experiencing a metamorphosis, a change for what's next. And I don't think it's because it's the end. I think it's it's the next step of learning, of beginning, of starting. I think I think we're, we have this opportunity here. To I don't know. I, I'm like meeting you guys in person. It's 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 just like it's just nice to know that there's other people out there that they're real and they're there, but for real, yeah, we're, they're real. I can confirm. You don't have to. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know who's tweeting out there right now, but they're real. Um, Our kids that were running around yeah. screaming at each other the, earlier the cat, are the, real. The cats are CGI. All right, you got us there. <laughs> the cats, like, I don't know if you yeah. noticed, like, so I'm really yeah. allergic to them, but especially one, and like my <laughs> eyes started getting itchy, and I'm like, oh, please don't let my eyes swell up. I'll look like Quasimodo. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> but uh, so. Because I, I kind of, I kind of like, I got off track because it came to my mind. But Alex, you mentioned, um, you told me that that a very interesting theory about what could be very well unreal on the internet in terms of interaction. Yes, I, I would love to hear that again. So, uh, I, I, uh, there was a uh, researcher, Tracy Twyman was her name. I say was because she is no longer with us. Uh, so she did a lot of uh, research about. Uh, into money and the creation of money, uh, alchemy. Uh, she has a, a book out on Baphomet uh, and, and a lot of the elite bloodlines and, and that kind of thing. So she went real heavy and deep into her research, and it was really, really... Uh, the stuff that I was able to read, really good. Yeah. Um, and she, she'd had a couple of issues where uh, she was on Coast to Coast AM, and she got kicked off... They, they cut her interview off when she started talking about Michael Bloomberg, the billionaire. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. So um, I, I think she made a lot of enemies of, of people in high places just because of the stuff she was exposing and writing about. And for a time, I think it was in 2017, she went off the internet. Like you couldn't see her on uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. She wasn't posting anything on her website. And everybody was wondering, where'd she go? What happened to her? And then she resurfaced about six, seven months later, and uh, actually, it, it she uh, she did a podcast on it, and um, I have it recorded somewhere. I thankfully saved it because everything of hers is like wiped off the internet yeah. now, like most of her stuff. And she said in her comeback, I guess, interview that the internet is compromised, and she said that her entire time that she was dark off the web where no one could see her, yeah that she was having interactions with friends on face, like her Facebook friends, uh, family members, it, people that were not close to her uh, area wise in proximity, but that she would interact with online. She would have conversations with them, exchange emails back and forth and went about her life like normal would post things that apparently nobody was seeing because everybody thought she was, right. no, nobody knew what the hell was going on with it, but she was pu putting things out on her profiles and things like that. And then she so happened to just see somebody that, uh, that she was interacting with online in person. And they were like, where you been? What are you? And she's like, what are you talking about? And that's when she realized after talking to this person for a while that she was not talking to this person, she, but she thought she was right. and the person's like, no, you, you haven't been talking to me. <laughs> and uh, the other part of that was that she was making phone calls to people, but was for some reason unable to ever get anybody on the phone. 
when she would call from her home right. or from her cell phone. She realized something was going on and she went and used a phone. I believe it was at a store or a restaurant or something, but she used a, uh, just another phone to call somebody and then got through. And then she realized, oh my gosh, like they're, they're messing with me or I've been put into some kind of weird thing where I'm just interacting with an AI now right. and I'm not talking to any of the, and, and for whatever reason she was able to get put back online. I don't know if it's cause she figured it out. I, I don't know the exact reason how she got back on line, if you will, where right. everybody could see her, but yeah, she, her testimony, her, her story was that, she was interacting with people that she wasn't really interacting with, but she thought she was. Right. And she was hypothesizing that it happened to her because of her research, things she wrote about, but that could it be that all of us right. are not interacting with who we think we're interacting with? Right. Are we interacting with bots, with AIs? Depending on what kind of things you put into your internet search engine, yep. the type of websites you visit, books you read maybe, are, are you... Are we being segregated somehow online, uh, you know, and, and are we really talking to who we think we're talking to? Are we really seeing the things that maybe we're just meant to see because of some kind of program that we're interacting right. with online? So every time you pick up your phone, we know that you can get advertising and stuff like that, like targeted to you because your phone listens to you. Yeah. We know that's real. I've we had, know that's I've a had, thing. I've had thoughts. I've had a thought and then it shows up on my phone. But I've heard that. That has never happened to me. And I'm like, whoa, this is... That's crazy. Yeah. But I've heard a, a, other yeah. people have that experience. Yeah. That's nuts. So it's like, me. what's really going on here? Yeah. And then, you know, I think, the, like, how do, so how do we counter that? Let's just say that's 100% true, right? Just to, just to play with it. Ultimately, it's like the digital reality versus like an organic physical reality. Right. And that seems to what's like there's a there's a back and forth with it right now and what that all means. And it's like at some point, everyone who's tweeting all these great tweets, everyone who's posting on Instagram, all these great things about the truth and the revolution is like eventually that actually it's going to have to play out physically or yeah. else we're just going to be just as digitally lost as they want us to be. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's 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 where the action and it can get tough because now we're back into the realm where if we want to create a community, if we want to do something, Amazon's not going to be there. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, yeah. these, these things that have made our lives so convenient, they're not coming along for the ride. The school systems aren't coming along for the ride. And maybe it really is forging ahead and creating almost like going back to tribes or mm-hmm. things of those, you know, of that nature. And you find your tribe, but eventually it's at least for me, it's like, you're going to have to get past the digital coming together and actually have the physical action or else yeah. it's going to be all for not. It's just going to oh, be what absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Agreed. And, and I wonder too, uh, this, this kind of just popped into my head. I wonder too, if that's why, like you were saying, uh, people that post on Twitter and Instagram, the yeah. truthers and, the, and that kind of thing. I wonder if that's why so many different ones are allowed to stay on and, how some you get shadow banned or sure. whatever, but some are allowed to stay on. I wonder if that's because it's it's it, those are the people maybe that if they didn't have that outlet would be actually doing something physically, right? Would actually be taking action, and this maybe has them 
treading, yep. you know, running the treadmill, if you will, mm-hmm. running the hamster wheel, just kind of spinning their wheels. Yeah, they're putting stuff out there, but that's all they're doing. Right. Is that what's that really doing? You know, because even the inverse of that, I first noticed that with things that I'm against, like last year. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like, or not even against, it's like I see it for what it is. It's not an yeah. honest expression of what they're pretending to be. And it's like people would just, you know, 10,000 likes on this this social thing, right? And it's like, okay, but what was, you know, I'll give you, this just came to my mind. I saw this tweet once and it was this person. It was like somebody, they're were, they were doing a commentary on capitalism. And they were like, somebody came to me today. And I, I, I said, what if we just all, we just, we just planted a bunch of trees with fruit on it on sidewalks. And then that way we could help feed the homeless. And then a person said, yeah, but how would like, how would like, they still want to have money to pay for it. So how would that be profitable? And then the person, the conclusion of their tweet was, and that's what's everything is wrong with capitalism. And then they got like 25,000 likes, but it's like that person who did that tweet, did they go out and plant trees? Well, here's the thing. So I saw that. I saw somebody tweeted okay. about that. And I was like, well, first of all, you can't go do it on the side of the road because anytime, <laughs> like, that's why you never wildcraft off the side of the road because okay. you have all the exhaust from the cars. Right. So, like, this is where my mind's going. No, that's like, great. that's not healthy. <laughs> Don't do it on the side of the road where the cars are. You right. have to, like, go somewhere. But then also somebody brought up, like, what I was thinking, who's going to take care of them? You yeah. have to water them. Right. You have to care for them. Right. Sometimes, depending on what you're growing, um, it needs to be stabilized. So you need to put spikes in or it's going right. to flop over. There's all these little things. Right. I mean, nature works itself out naturally. Right. But if you're going to plant stuff, it's not in that natural location that does what it does. Right. Um, so I'm just like going through all these thoughts in my <laughs> mind. Like, well, it's a great idea, but like you have to do all this work. And like also if it's on the side of the road, like the government... Right. Could take it down. But you, so even, so let's just say it was a better formed idea that this individual had. Does the fact that it got 25,000 likes, let's just say. How many people are going to go plant that right. tree? Or, or just the person that did the tweet. Yeah. Did the fact that they went viral with that tweet fulfill the humanitarian desire that they were feeling when they made that tweet? You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. so it's, so the emotional energy for change that they had was parlayed into the digital realm where it doesn't matter. And so nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So, that, so, yeah. it, so that's what I'm saying. It's like it's taking our good intentions and it's sucking it in because the gratification is coming in an arena that we feel that we've, pl- we've given importance to, but it really isn't important. The real yeah. gratification would be... Why don't we do this? Do it. Take pictures showing what you did right. yeah. and then say, I challenge everyone else to do it right. too. So I think so that so that's what I mean. Like it has to come back to the physical. It does. It, it really does because that's until we merge with AI and we're connected to Neuralink and we go deeper into the matrix. We're here. Hey, I saw the Terminator. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like we're here. We're in this physical realm, and and there's people out there like like us that we're we're starting to feel that pull and that call to move away from what is being seemingly attempted to be forced down our throat Mm -hmm. so who out there is going to do it are we going to do it or are we just going to be satisfied with this podcast episode talking about it you see what i'm saying yeah so Mm -hmm. i come back to creative truth that's my that's that's like my center point is like what is the thing that gives you passion what is the thing that maybe you listening out there have stopped doing that 
you love to do. Because like we were saying, like it takes a community and this isn't like some Hillary Clinton nonsense. Like it's like in a community, in a tribe, there's different skill sets. There's different things that come into play. There's different aspects of it. And I guarantee anyone out there who is connected to themselves, know thyself, that they have something to offer that isn't going to require the Amazon, isn't going to require the big government, isn't going to require any of that. And if that makes me an extremist, good. Because I'd rather be an extremist in a world instead of living my life like I'm an extra in Wally. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because like we were having this conversation, if you can't physically do something, you might be able to teach. You might yeah. be able to like show people what to do. You might be there as just somebody who's really good at listening for when we need somebody. There's so many roles that yeah. can be filled. It's not like you all have to like work with your hands and work right. on the farm and grow the food. Um, there's just so many things that need to be done together as a community to help each other out and so if anyone has that in mind that that's something they want to do don't think well I don't know how to grow food I don't know how to you know I don't know animal husbandry (laughs) you know I don't know how to build houses doesn't mean you can't contribute right we all have something to contribute and you nailed it when you said know thyself like you gotta really look into yourself and know your value and know your worth and know there is something, there's always something. We're always birthed with something that we can contribute. Which is why I'm going to start a weed tourism commune. (laughs) There you go. There it is, everybody. There you go. Blockbuster announcement. You live in your best (laughs) you. Mr. Conrad. (laughs) No, but even, um, yeah, so I I think it's cool, like, you know, uh, Adriana up in Maine mm-hmm. and you just had a retreat. I did. Yeah. I I'm am having, curious. I'm wearing the necklace she gave me. Please, I love uh, her. Please share some of the stuff. Cause yeah, that's an, that's an example stories. of moving from the digital into physical and meeting people. And I think that's important, you know? And, and you know, with what we're talking about, I probably would never know who she was if it wasn't for you <laughs> right. because nothing ever came up on social media. Yeah. So it goes back to the whole, like, are we being blocked by location where we can only really right. communicate with people she's pretty close far to away? Yeah. yeah. She's a few, like less than three hours away. So it's just kind of like the only reason we met was because of you, right. which thank you because you set up an, um, a group online meditation And the first night that we did it, she was guiding it and she did an amazing job. And from that, I was like, I just got a really good feeling from her. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go find her. (laughs) And I found her on Twitter and we started communicating and she's become a friend and I love her. She is just, she blows me away. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just an amazing human being. So if anyone listening hasn't listened to Conrad's show with (laughs) Adriana Devine on it, please listen. Um, Adriana also has her own podcast, The Love Matrix, uh, which is on Spotify. Check it out. But she's just an amazing human being. And so she worked with another woman, Lindsay, who runs the Nomad Retreat Center. And together they put a woman's retreat, like a weekend retreat for women. And... It, it was just amazing what they did. It was like, pay what you can. It was right. like a scale, just whatever you can do. Um, if you wanted to stay inside or you can camp outside. 
And I'm like, okay, I don't have any camping gear. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna stay inside. <laughs> so yeah, I paid for that. Um, but yeah, no, and like, like you can bring food if you want. So like, I went to Whole Foods and like got stuff, and brought it with me. But it was really cool because it was like, you know, I could bring my Organite. You can bring your cards, you know. And and it was just like I showed up on that weekend, and very outside my comfort zone right leaving my family for the first time yeah. like for more than just like a few hours that was that's big that was huge <laughs> just thinking about like it was so hard to leave like i just wanted to cry because like getting in the car i like missed my family and that first night like i had told you um growing up i noticed anytime you get a lot of females in one group yeah they usually pick one or two other one or two people in the group to pick on and just be awful to. Right. I was typically one of those people. And so it keeps your guard up because like you you feel good energy. Like, man, I, I was like first time meeting these people, having these amazing conversations where I don't have to like preface it with, okay, now you might think this is crazy. Right. This or like, woo -woo. like we're talking about like yeah. real woo-woo shit and like we're just boom, diving in right. and we don't have to pause and explain like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. And that was awesome. Like, whoa, this is great. Um, but yeah, so like just everyone accepting everyone and embracing everyone as they are. First night, I'm kind of like guarded, but by yeah. the next day, I was like, okay, yes, this is great. And it was just like, there's so much healing that took place, like for me with a lot of stuff, um, releasing my guilt. Mm. Like I felt, you know, that guilt for failing, you know, for leaving my family. Right. Like I'm leaving my family to do something for myself. I'm selfish. Letting go of that guilt. We talked about, you know, a lot before about yeah. letting go and how hard it is but it's so relieving once you let go like i always feel guilty about charging people for like tarot readings sure. and organite and hypnosis like i don't want to charge people but we've said it we live in the 3d world yeah so we have to like i'm investing money yeah so it's i you know it's, it's yeah it's it's it is what it is yeah but like letting go of that stuff was so therapeutic. It was so health, like so healthy and good. And just being around such amazing women, like every single woman is just so unique and amazing in their own way. Yeah. And a lot of them, like, it's like, we're all going through the same stuff. And then it's like, you realize it's like, we're not alone. And I met, um, an amazing woman. I was like, she's my fairy godmother. <laughs> like legit. Like we like, so the first night there, um, you know, taking everything in and it's sunset and I'm looking at the sky and I had asked dragons, like, will you please come and be there to protect us yeah. and guide us and ground us? And I'm looking at the sky and the sun and I see in the clouds, my dragons and I'm talking to them, you know, like, yeah. you know, quietly in my mind, but I'm just like, thank you. And Cause I'm like, you're here. And I could just feel it like this, like vortex, you know, of energy. Yeah. And, um, I mentioned it at our circle that night, like, you know, the dragons are here. And then the next night, um, Liz, my fairy godmother, she arrives now. I've never met this woman. <laughs> and I had my dragon head organite out. But before she even saw that, she's like, whoa, I feel like energy like swirling around us like like a portal or something. Yeah. And my friend Amanda's like, Monique, she called in the dragons. They're here. And she stops and she looks. And like we had this moment <laughs> and she's like, 
I feel like I'm home. And we just hugged. Yeah. And it, I can't explain it. It was like, I felt like she's my family. Like right. we are connected. And I feel like it's from one of the realms before we incarnated on earth. But it was like, I feel like we are family, maybe not from this life sure. or this realm, but we, we are a family and just like having this great conversation with her. Um, ah, oh, she was so amazing. And like, she's like, you know, I don't like using the word psychic, but you know, she senses and feels and sees and she's doing my henna. She's like, you are so protected. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it awesome? But like then like she's doing my dragon and my son and um, like it was just like do do what feels right. And we kind of went with what was going on. And in the dragon, she starts doing like these lines like triangles. And she's like, I just I'm, I, I'm getting I'm getting triangles. And I'm like, seriously? And she's like, yeah, I go. I always get visions of these triangles oh. all every time I meditate, yeah. like just always. And she goes, yeah. And she's explaining like they're changing shape and you see colors and she's explaining what I always see in my visions. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's pretty powerful <laughs> and, and impossible. Right. And impossible is, 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 it's the thing that seems like, consistently at least uh, at least in programming that we're, we're supposed to believe is impossible yeah but it turns out that maybe there's more to this story that meets the eye and it might just be the thing that has been holding back humanity from remembering all that it's capable of being we don't, i don't know how far back history truly goes or doesn't go i don't know who they are i don't know anything but i do know this is when i look out i see a system that is consistently trying to convince us that we need something else, be it a pill, be it a, a mortgage, be it a, a reputable career that you can tell people so that you can continue the conversation and talk about the weather and stay safe. Right. But there's even the word, the idea of magic is made to seem impossible. Mm -hmm. Right, but it, 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 people look at it like it's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous, but then mean, Ch childish. But then, meanwhile, you have these you know billionaire trillionaires that use astrology as they mock astrology yeah. on the stock market. Mm -hmm. yeah, see, exactly, it, it's like at some point, what is <laughs> what we are being presented just isn't it, and that must mean there's something else, and that something else must be something that could be powerful for your experience and you have every right as a human with free will to deny all of that and just play ball. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do that with your life, so be it. But I challenge anyone out there that there's a burgeoning, you know, construct of thought that is that people are experiencing and feeling and they're starting to wake up to aspects of themselves. They didn't know were there. And that's something cool. That's something fun. And that's something powerful. So why not go a little cliff diving, let go, and maybe experience something you never, ever could have even imagined. How terrible of a journey and story is that? <laughs> but exactly, because like my, my little journey, driving to Maine, I... Yeah. Part of me didn't want to go, even Friday night. Part of me just sure. wanted to go home. It's like, yeah. Miss my family. Rain check. Yeah, I miss my family. 
my family is secure yeah. and safe. It's comforting. It's what I know. Yeah. Here, I'm challenging myself and I'm putting myself out there and I'm exposing who I am as a human yeah. and, you know, and, uh, and being around other people who are doing that and having to have faith that we will all take care of each other and not yeah. hurt each other. And there's just so much that is a gamble. Yeah. But it turned out to be such an incredible weekend that I, I grew and I learned and I healed and I met so many incredible women that yeah. I would never have met them <laughs> right. if I didn't take that drive, take yeah. that jump. And sometimes it's doing things that are scary or outside our comfort zone. It takes a little courage to, yeah. to do it, to go out there and put yourself out there. Yeah. But, but the universe responds. Sorry. It does. <laughs> I said no. that, that in. <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, because when you do it. Yeah. You will be rewarded in one way or another. Yeah. And you're going to, you come across people that it's almost, it's, it's wild because it's like the idea of the universe and anyone can think what they want to think, but it's like you truly do start to meet expressions of your own self through other individuals. It's because you're connecting on this sort of energetic wavelength that matches. So there's almost like an inevitability to it. Like you're going to meet those that are feeling it too. Mm -hmm. And it's perfect. And the universe, it, it, it matches it and it provides and it gives. And it's like, it's almost like you start playing a video game yeah. where you're unlocking different levels and you find the key to this door. And now you're doing this and it's like, Oh, and then here's this character. And it's, um, you know, I mean, I still question what all this is obviously and you know i go back and forth and all this stuff but it's like you know i recognize myself as an eternal sovereign being right so how would i want to spend eternity <laughs> in adventure with challenges with struggles not always having it be easy with creating a story that seems impossible at times you know and learning along the way what it means to be a conscious aware you know, being, I don't know how many times I've played this role. I don't know if this is the one time or I don't know if this is, you know, I'm on a, I'm stuck on a loop cause I can't figure it out, but I'm here. Right. And when you start to, for me anyways, it's like when you, I hate to use the word awaken cause I, like everything, everything gets so overused, yeah. but it's like when you have this new awareness, it feels like a rebirth, you know, and you, your, your consciousness goes into this it's nothing it's not better than anyone else but it's just it's different from what you were previously and you can't look at the world the same and it's inspiring and it's like and it's like oh this is like this is like a beautiful like this is like a like a beautiful feeling to have like i don't know i just whatever is whatever it is in the ultimate whether it's an expression of myself or whether it's a creator or it's a spirit whatever you want to call it it loves us for sure, whatever it is. So if you're loved, you know, a, from the highest potential point of being coming down to help you on this journey to, of remembrance, you know, like that is, I don't know. It's just, it's overwhelming at times and it, it, it makes sense a lot of times. And then sometimes it's a little frustrating because it's like, where'd it go? Yeah. This is one of those moments. <laughs> this is one of those moments where it's not feeling like that. Uh, well, <laughs> one of the things you said too, like, 
so you talked about love and you've put some challenges out to people. One thing like, uh, I'll follow suit. I'm going to put a challenge out to yeah. people. I, I challenge people to find love, mm. not just for the people that you like or love, but for the people who challenge you. Sure. For the people you want to punch in the face. <laughs> find love for them. Find yeah. love for complete strangers because during my meditations and I call them shower thoughts sometimes, sure. but I've come down, I'm like, what is the point? It's about love and balance. Mm. There is no, the scale, you know, doesn't tip both ways. It's that balance and you need love. And so I, I know I sound like super hippie, but That's I don't okay. care. Um, <laughs> I just, like for me, it's like if, if you can love people, even though they rub you the wrong way, if you can find love in your heart, if you can find love in your heart for people who have wronged you, to, you know, let go, forgive. And yeah. I've said before, forgiveness isn't saying what they did was okay. Yeah. It's allowing yourself to release it from you. So you don't, it's like not forgiving someone's like, you know, drinking poison, expecting that person to die. <laughs> like right. you're only hurting yourself by holding on. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about like letting go. Mm. And it's like, you got to just let go and then allow yourself to hold love. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't mean like you have to like be in love with them just hold that space in your heart right you know because i look at it like we're all connected and we talk about we see parts of ourselves yeah. and other people and it's like i think that's for a reason yeah. i mean i see like people who i've talked about it before get on my nerves because <laughs> they remind me of me yeah. the part of me that i was that i didn't like the yeah. old me you know yeah. and it's sometimes it's hard so that even more when i recognize that i need to give them as much love as i can yeah because it's like that part of you that expression of you that ex even if it was just in a moment that in that moment you needed love and maybe you didn't receive it and that's why that trauma or whatever it was was there so it's like you it's that old saying, it's like this, like you can't solve a problem with the same level of consciousness that where it came from. You have to raise your own consciousness to solve whatever the issue is. And I am an imperfect person with the best of them. Right. But when you like, for me, I find like, at least in terms of karma, like we, when, when you're, when you kind of are doing what you should do, you're experiencing, you're pushing forward, you're doing all these things that you feel like are worthy I feel like when I do like mess up or whatever, I feel like karma comes quicker these days. Oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes like you think you're on the right path and then yeah. you think it's karma, yeah. but it's actually yeah. lessons yes. that you need. Absolutely. Like I am so thankful for my lessons, even though they really suck sometimes. Yeah, I'm telling like you. in the moment it's like yeah. really? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> like why? But I don't know. I always like I try to like you know, recalibrate and, and, <laughs> and try to be like looking at it. Like, what am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. And sometimes I don't even have to say that. I just think about it. And it's like, yeah. oh, I yeah. was, um, when I was driving across the country, I was, I spent um, the day in Salem, Massachusetts, spent the night there because I always never been there. I wanted to see it. Yeah. So I'm walking around. It's not that big of a place. And there's this lady on the side of the road who's like holding up a money sign, you know, in need. And in my wallet, I only have 20s. So it's like, I, f I want to help, but I don't want to help that much. They're not worth, you know, if I had a five, no problem. Yeah. But, but a 20 to someone on the side of the road? No, you know, so it's like, it's funny, right? 
So I don't do it. You know, a missed opportunity to help somebody when I was feeling the urge. I didn't do it. So the next day I spend the night at a hotel. I'm driving up north to Maine and I realize I, I actually I'm in New Hampshire and I realize I don't have my wallet. I, I don't, my wallet's gone. <laughs> so I pull over. I'm looking everywhere for my wallet. Can't find it. Call the hotel. Ask them to check my room. They check. It's not there. Then I'm like, all right, the last time I know I had my wallet was when I paid for my meal at a restaurant. So I, 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 dri- I start driving back to Salem because the restaurant's not even open yet. I go to the restaurant. I'm, I'm like, I'm really hoping that it's there. It's not there. I'm like, I, it's got everything. You know, it's got money, obviously, which is the least important thing when you lose. It's all my IDs. It has all, just everything I need, you know, in life. All my cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay. And I was at a point where I'm like, is this just like, is it time for me just to go into the woods and just like, I've just lost my identity. I don't have anything. I'm done. It is like, I was seriously like, I'm just going to park my car <laughs> and just go. And <laughs> that's, you know, and I was, you know, and I was thinking about that lady and I would never call a lady a witch, you know, but if there's a, if there's a lady in Salem, Massachusetts who challenges <laughs> your personal morality and, and you don't deliver, <laughs> <laughs> she, she might have had a little magical influence to play, but so or was I, it something subconsciously you did? Maybe, maybe. So, so I, I'm at. The, I, so I, I give it up to the universe. I'm like, my wallet's gone, and it is what it is. And now I'm coming to like I'm low on gas, and I'm like, I can't cancel my card because I have the ability to pay for gas like with you know digital Apple whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, so, but if I cancel my card then I can't do that. So I, so I'm like, so anyways, so I don't have any money. I didn't realize there's all these, I'm driving up to Maine. Like I'm like, I just don't have anything. Um, I don't, I didn't realize there's going to be so many tolls. So now I, I, I go to the, I think the first toll was $2, the New Hampshire one up through the bridge. And I'm like, I'm going to have to go up to this person and be like, I don't have any money. Can I go keep driving? <laughs> you know? And, um, the person, uh, the, like I go through and then the, 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 uh, the lady at the, the toll booth was like the car in front of you paid for you. Yeah. No. So I'm able to get through. And then I'm like, but then there's another toll. It's going to be $3 down the road. I don't know. So I'm like, okay. And then, um, and then I'm like, wait a second. And then I like, I remember like I had like, it was nickels and dimes, but I had like $3 worth of nickels and dimes in my car. And now I'm through. Um, <laughs> but then here's where it gets funny. So that's five dollars. Now remember, yesterday, I'll give five dollars, but I won't give a twenty. You know. Then I get a phone call. It's from the hotel. We found your wallet. It was stuffed inside a luxury pillow. Now I don't know how that happened. I wasn't drinking the night before or anything like that. So I don't even know how it. But okay, so I turn around, but I got to go through these two tolls again. But now I definitely don't have money, right? So I go to the first toll, and the guy's like, "Just, just go through." Let's go through. I go to the second toll. The person's like, just go through, you know? So the universe provided a way for me to get back to Salem to get my wallet after I had just get accepted, you know? And there was a lesson there. And I, for me, I went back to that lady. And it was like, I thought $20 was too much for her, you know? But I was losing my mind the next day because everything that I have was gone overnight in this flash, you know, because I'm so important. 
you know so there's just those little karma so to me it was like a like immediate karma repayal yeah. and a lesson yeah. like you were saying you know so it's just kind of funny um and it, it, it i don't know i don't even know why i brought that story up but it was just it's just one of those moments where it's like oh yeah there are lessons constantly happening that is such a good lesson because wow. i yeah. think a lot of people are guilty of that right we, we have a lot of people like that in Manchester. Sure. And I remember one day, like, th- this guy had a sign, and it's like, food, anything. And I'm like, oh, I think I have, like, walnuts right. in my bag, you know? like And then I, like, looked, and, like, it, was, it had been in my purse for a while because I have, like, just in case, like, yeah. food, and I had, like, walnuts. And I'm like, he's probably going to be like, are you fucking kidding me, lady? Like, <laughs> I don't want to eat this. And then I was kind of like, oh, I don't want him thinking I'm just, like, here, have some, like, trashy walnuts yeah. or something. But... Yeah, it's like it's it's hard because also for some people like twenty dollars might be like right. a huge difference where it's like I could give you a dollar maybe. Yeah. But twenty, you know, I just don't carry cash on me. Sure. So but yeah, like it, it's just one of those things like when you start valuing yeah. people. Exactly. And that's what I was doing there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was like, like you're, you're not worth you're not worth a twenty dollar bill, but I'll give you all the charity in the world for a five. What a gentle reminder for you, though. Yeah, <laughs> because it worked out. Yeah, it did work. What out. a gentle reminder. Yeah, I was lucky. Yeah, because yeah, I like, mean, yeah. You sure about feeling that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and that's the thing is like, but also to my own credit, I didn't lose my cool in that moment. I was just flowing with it. Because I could have easily done something irrational or whatever, yeah. you know, but I, I I allowed the story to play out, you know, and I trusted that, you know, I mean, we've all had bad things happen in our life, but we're still here, you know. It's, it's almost like lucid yeah. dreaming where like you're yeah. aware and you're yeah. just like, yeah. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's, where does this, this take us? This is the experience I'm having. So it's not like, it's not pretending it's not happening. It's more like just accepting it as is mm-hmm. and knowing either way good or bad i'm still here i'm still a human having an experience yeah. and you know and, and it's like what's what you make of it there was lessons to be learned but you know and that's the thing with the external versus the internal i mean we kind of talked about a little bit earlier tonight is just this notion that people it seems like they just want to completely deny that anything bad is happening at all it's all illusion, right? It is what it is. And that's I'm not here to say that good or the best case or a golden age or anything like that isn't happening. But it's like, why is that a requirement for your journey? What if your journey was able to encompass this idea of even if it's a crazy storm of reality happening, you're still at peace in the midst of that storm? Maybe the lesson that we're all supposed to learn during this time period of history is sometimes stuff goes bad and it doesn't work out in the external, but you internally still overcame. Maybe that's the greater lesson. You know, it's, it's, isn't that what the journey within is? Isn't that the maze home, you know, to the inside? You know, so I'm all for the best case scenario for humanity. Trust me. I am here to do it, to bring it, to do play my part. But if I, you know, if I, if I, just like those witches in Salem, if I get burned at the stake, then so be it. You know, am I going to lose myself along the way? Am I going to give in to what the system wants me to give in to? No, not at all. 
you know? Isn't it funny? Like, Salem is right on the Atlantic Ocean, right? And it's like, you know, Puritan society, they got like five yards into pagan North America and probably some, you know, European gals, like, they interacted with some of the Native Americans and they're like, take some incense. And then 30 <laughs> seconds later, they're like, burn him at the stake. <laughs> what was going on there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, even like back then, like they didn't want women being doctors, right. healers, anything like that. Did I ever tell you about my past life experience? Maybe, but which one? Where I was burned alive. No, tell me. <laughs> So there you go. My very first past life experience ran hypnosis class yeah. and we're taking turns, you know, practicing on each other. Yeah. And my friend um, from class, she, I'm, you know, in a hypnosis and we're going back in time, you know, to another life. And I come into it and at first it's kind of dark and I'm like, I can't see well. And then I see fire all around me and I'm like, there's fire and then I'm like, I'm on fire. And I'm like, what the? And I was like, it was so weird because my mind knew this yeah. isn't happening right now. I'm okay. But my body started reacting. And then I was taking on all these emotions like I'm angry and everything. Yeah. And so like she ended up because she's like, do you want to go to your safe place? And I was like, no, like I want to see what's going on here. Like, let's let's do this, you know, like. I'm ready. And so she pulled me back further. So what I had learned was it was in the 1600s and I was basically, I was a healer using plants yeah. to help heal people, which was Heresy. kind of, it was faux pas, but everyone benefited from it. So it was like the dirty little secret. We just <laughs> won't say anything. Right. And uh, uh, so basically what had happened was this guy showed up. Uh, his name is John and he started pounding on my door and I open my door and he just starts beating like he's yelling at me and I'm not like he's just like berating me and I'm just like not not trying to argue with him but like yeah. you're not gonna scare me and then he starts beating the shit out of me Damn. violently like my face is pulp yeah. and I go I get like knocked out and I come to he had gone outside and set my house on fire so my house is like on fire all around me mm -hmm. and so um that is how I die right but what had happened was I came in at the point where I was out of it and I didn't know what was going on and I was picking up on his anger wow. like oh my gosh like rage like what yeah. the hell and i didn't even do anything to him right. like he just heard about what i was doing <laughs> and i'm just yeah. like the fuck but yeah it, oh my goodness it was just like this is like awful but awesome at the same time <laughs> what a way to go <sighs> yeah. i saw i saw a picture uh it's like a meme or something but it was it was like a witch being burned at the stake and she had a cigarette in her mouth and she was like leaning. She was yeah. leaning down so she could like light her cigarette yeah. as she was getting burned alive. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely like I couldn't really fight back, yeah. but which which was weird because like in my mind, like I looked back, like why didn't I fight back? But this guy right. was just so big and overpowering, yeah. and he was just like like a cheetah, you know, yeah. on a, on an antelope, just kind of like pouncing on me every opportunity, and. 
I, I don't know. It, it was weird. I was like, why didn't you fight more? But then it was just, ah, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, it was just funny because it was like, I wasn't even burned at the stake. It was like nobody, like I was off in this little village. <laughs> like the house. I was burned, yeah, yeah at the house. God. After like getting the craft pummeled out of me. I love how I'm laughing. I know. About this. We're like, like laughing. Ah, ah, ah. I mean, it's like, what can you do? But, but it, the, yeah, <laughs> but the weird thing is like, it wasn't scary. It was just like, right. Oh, okay. But to come in. So that actually, that opportunity taught me, like when I put somebody in a past life, tell them to go back to a point in time in another life where at a point where they're doing something they enjoy doing. Mm. That most often will not be dying. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I love the shit. I die all the time. Woo. (laughs) Well, that's, it's, I mean, that's, that's the great thing that's held over us is the fear of death. And it's been used to like, after you die, if you didn't say the magic word, you're going to burn forever. You know? Oh no, I burned before. Right, <laughs> before right, that right, point. Right, yeah. right. You're going to go to hell. You're going to go to Sheol. You're going to whatever, 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 you know? And I don't know. I just, I think it's just, it's a, it's a tricky doctrine that was created and it, it just it, it, like it makes like if you just pause if this offends you just pause for a second and you are made let's just play i'll play by your rules and say there's a, a god that's the creator that's also gonna you know loves you relentlessly and you're an imperfect human by your doctrine and you think that they're just because of your mistakes that you're just gonna go away and be separate from the thing that loves you unconditionally forever because in one go around you messed up to the point and you, and you didn't seek quote unquote forgiveness seems highly unlikely. Or is there the possibility in through your, even through your perspective that the thing that loves you unconditionally is going to work relentlessly for all eternity to bring you back home. If that's how it goes. That makes more sense to me. Now I now I go even further with reincarnation, and we, but just to play by those rules. So, like the doctrine of hell, it, it's I don't know. You know, the, you, when you look at the formation of the Bible, because you know, it was made by politicians hundreds of years after "quote unquote" Jesus was around, and they put it together. Uh, you know, the, the you know, Jesus had twelve disciples supposedly. Right. Mm -hmm. And most of them wrote accounts of their time with Jesus, but only four, I believe, made up the Gospels. So politicians hundreds of years later determined the person that's supposed to be the savior, his handpicked 12 disciples. And then they went ahead and they edited his hand chosen people. Even that is illogical. Right. So there's inconsistencies that don't make sense. Right. So on this journey, so it would make sense then that something like death with the threat of it being forever linked to punishment, that's one way to get people in a permanent fear state, you know? And I don't know. I, I could talk about that kind of stuff for hours. We don't have to go down. No, well, one could argue that this is the hell. I've heard that. This yeah. is the place where yeah. we go, and right. it's our job to evolve, right. to get to heaven, to right. ascend. And that makes sense to me in a lot of ways, too. Even yeah. in my own life, I can look and be like, okay, I am working through some stuff. There are some cycles that I have broken that still need to be broken, 
and that I'm sure are yet to be uncovered as needing to be unbroken. You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you ever like feel like, ah, oh, I've done my shadow work. I worked on this right. and I've healed and I'm in a good place only for it to get thrown in your face and realize like, fuck, I guess I'm not oh, done. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, for sure. Like, you know, I'm, I'm proud of, you know, I don't, I'm not a big, I don't like the idea of false humility because I've seen a lot of it and I've probably even projected it. So maybe I have an extra ordinary resistance to it now. But so when I, when it, so I say that to say this, it's like, I'm proud of the work that I have done, but I also know I'm not perfect. Right. But I am proud of the things that I have overcome. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not an improving human because I am. And I think anyone out there, you know, who is on a similar journey, in terms of seeking higher consciousness and overcoming, you're you're a better person too, and that's okay. That's okay. You know, you don't sit in it for too long, but acknowledge the reality of well, it as well. That that <laughs> happened um, last weekend with like Liz because she, you know, we were talking and she's like, "Oh, I can tell you've put in the work," mm. and I was like, "It was nice to have that recognized. Like, you get it. Like, yeah. I've put in so much work." But it's like, not like, uh, yeah, see what I did? It was just, it was nice. Like, you get it. Like, you recognize that. You acknowledge that. But I was like, there's always more work to do. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, I mean, I I, I think that as long as we're here during this life iteration, we're probably going to always have something that we can knock off our list. Always. (laughs) Always. Like, I feel like Alex and I are always teaching each other, Mm. like, we're honest like we always talk about like we want the truth we want honesty and we need to we like that is a requirement with us with each other and so like we're honest with each other and sometimes like the truth really hurts Mm. but i'd rather you know i know like i'd rather have it come from him than somebody who might wish me harm right at least i know like he's saying it out of a place of love twitter troll (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like and, and the best part is there is nothing anyone can say to me right. that like hurts more than what i say to myself you know like there's right. nothing you can do or nothing you can say that i haven't said or done to myself right. so it, it's just kind of like we all know our truth we right. talked about with tarot and with different yeah. things that we know right and sometimes we can't help ourselves or sometimes we don't it doesn't click that that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we need people to kind of throw it in our face or we need the universe to throw it in our face so we can be like, <sighs> okay, <laughs> here we go again. What is your guys dream? Like vision of the future you know, moving forward. Wow. That's a great question. Uh, dream vision of the future. I, I don't know. Like for for me personally, I I th- these last few years especially have made me want to move into the mountains yeah. and be <laughs> remote and just in, in in a really small community, really small yeah. town. That I mean, that's where I want my kids to grow up. I don't want them to be in a big city anymore. I I don't want to be. I just don't want to be around. Yeah this anymore this society it's yeah i mean so i don't know i guess just a small community uh in nature i get you know like that's that for me that's that's ideal that's that's where i see my future 
our future hopefully yeah I, I want like the village the tribe yeah. like i yeah. want i want people who i can trust right who i can love like you know yeah. last weekend i that whole like sisters oh we're sisters i'm sure. like that's bullshit because <laughs> i never had that i never had anywhere where it was like oh we have this love and we're sisters yeah. i was like oh, i'm calling bs you're you're all full of it you don't really feel that way and then after that experience, I was like, oh, my God, like, these are women. If I never see them again, right? they have become my sisters. Mm. And I love them. And I hold love for them. And it's like everyone was working together, you know, watering the garden, cooking, yeah. picking up. Everyone was just pitching in, helping each other or kind of doing things and help, helping each other in different ways. And it's like that. That is like. That is the goal, right? Yeah. And now you bring in families, building together, growing together, you know, working on the land together, helping each, like watching each other's kids together, everyone teaching the kids different things from their own perspectives, right. their own knowledge. There's so much like that can be done. And I'm like, that's my dream, yeah. you know, like not necessarily being isolated, but away from the bullshit with yep. people who just are good human beings who care as much as you do about the community, about the children, yeah. about each other, and just all wanting to succeed together. Yeah. You know, no petty bullshit. Just this is what we do because our heart and our hearts have love and it's all good. Yeah. That that's uh, my dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you guys there. And I think I think we're entering into the stage where that's it's 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 not action time like it's got to happen tomorrow but it's getting to the point where i think the connection connections have been made and there's mm -hmm. going to be more connections made and all yeah. that fun stuff there's the digital realm where the message gets out and that's great and there's podcasting that's awesome and, but i i just think more and more people are going to finally verbalize say it out loud you know which words have you know words are magic words yeah. have power yeah and then it's there's going to reach a point where it's like, wait, are we actually going to do this? And I think you're going to start to see people do it. And obviously, us included, it, why it, not? It takes yeah. that, mm -hmm. say it out loud. Like, yeah. what do you want to do when you want to manifest something? You say it out loud, yeah. right? Yeah. So you say it out loud. Well, um, what you want. Oh, <laughs> You're your dream for the future. Oh, well, no. I mean, I'm obviously, I'm in a transitional period right now. But once I break f fully free... From, Manifest it from the matrix, yes, which will be sooner than later. It will happen. Yeah, I'm no, I'm, I'm gonna finally go all in on the thing that I've always wanted to do, which is just do stand up comedy. I'm still gonna podcast, I'm still gonna write books. Um, but that's the you know, I told you guys this story earlier, but I've already done it, like, I've done it, so it's weird that I'm like, I should do it when I already know how to do it. And, um, you know, 20 years ago at a Bible, not tw quite 20, but just about, you know, I was a senior at a Bible college that I was about to drop out of uh, a, a semester later. <laughs> and I was one of the ones that was chosen to do uh, the senior sermon. Like every Tuesday, a senior would preach. And actually, I have an old iPad in storage in Hawaii right now that actually has that sermon. No one will ever hear it. But you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny about that sermon, though? Never I do say never. I, I do remember... Even then, I did it through the Christian, you know, version. But even then, my message is pretty much the same that it is now. And um, it was a sermon about 
like, you know, we're at this Bible college and we're all from different parts of the country and stuff like that. But you don't have to fit yourself into a box of what it means to be a Christian. Right. So I was like, some people are from the inner city and you're going to have the ability to reach people in the inner city that I never would because I wasn't raising that. There's some people, you know, and I went through all the stereotypical stuff, right? But the point was, you know, it was like, be you, which is kind of funny because 20 years later, here I am with that same exact message. But during the sermon, the best parts, and this was, you know, was so the, at the chapel, you know, it was like inside jokes, right? So certain people sat in certain parts. So up in the second level, like this where like the critics were like the people that were channel like were like questioning every word and getting all and then like on the in the middle area of the lower section were like all like the freshmen and sophomores and then off to the left there were married people like that's where the married people cuz that was really cuz in order to have sex you got to be married so people would get married like crazy at bible college <laughs> um and then off in the quarter in the front um, would be uh, professors and stuff like that. So I just went around and I was like, well, look, I just was something along the lines of like, look at us all. You got the critics up in the corner questioning every word and people laughed because they understood. Like it was like, it was, it was stating the obvious. That's what comedy is a lot of times. Yeah. I was like, you have freshmen and sophomore that are still excited about Jesus here in the middle. And then people laughed because like they're the ones that are during worship service. They're all exuberant. I was like, you got the married people to the left that are thinking about what they're going to do as soon as they get out of here. And we all know what that is. <laughs> you know, and people laugh. That's about as you can't really, you know, it's, it's, it was a Christian Bible college. It's I couldn't, funny yeah. I couldn't say fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, and then you have all these professors here and there's not many of you here, which is interesting because we're required to show here, to show up here X amount of times or else we get kicked out, but you guys can just come and go as you please, you know? And then everyone laughed. So it was like, I, like I've always understood timing and how to connect to a crowd and make people laugh. And it's like, that's the thing I love to do is make people laugh. Why am I not doing that? You see what I'm saying? (laughs) It's just like, uh, so when you finally clear through all the BS, right. And you know, it doesn't always have to be like, I argue that everyone has some artistic talent, right. But maybe your artistic talent is, you know, is is administration in terms of connecting people to be able to create a community and you're good at networking and that's your, your creative gift or whatever. Like everyone out there has something that they feel pulled to. I firmly believe that. And when you can align that with what it means to be a free sovereign being, I think the, I think there's limitless potential in terms of what that plays out. And if you're in line with what your journey is, you know, destined to be or like the best case scenario, your higher self coming down to merge with you in the present moment that you're going to have a life worth remembering, let alone living, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So just for me, like it's just coming to, ter- yeah, like I podcast, I've written a book, but in my heart, it's being in front of people on stage and making them laugh. So why wouldn't I do that? So that's what's next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. So awesome. I love it. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll take some bumps in wrestling after. Oh, there, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. One day he'll be in the celebrity <laughs> section of the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. There you have it. <laughs> this has been awesome. This, this has been, been so, so fun. awesome. This is great. So, Conrad, thank you so much, man, for joining us. Yeah, tell everyone how they can find you. uh, So if you search um, Conrad in any of the podcasts, apps, you'll find me. Uh, My book, Lucid Sacred Dreams, you can Google. 
And that's really it for right now. I'm Conrad G315 on Twitter and Instagram. We'll put all the links in our right, show notes sweet. as well. Absolutely. We should probably tell people how they can find us too. Uh, sure, go ahead. <laughs> Why don't you start? You can find us on Twitter at HomewreckerPod. Yes. Our website, homewreckerpodcast.com. Brighty on. And YouTube, and you YouTube. can watch us on there for the watchers yes. or hear us anywhere there is audio for podcasts, pretty much. And if you'd be so inclined, if you can have the opportunity to give us a five-star review, that would be awesome and much appreciated. And how can people find you, my love? Uh, you can't, really. <laughs> you love that. Yeah. Uh, AlexArionFitness.com and uh, I... You could find me on Twitter, but I don't ever really go on there anymore, so I don't even feel like plugging it. There you go. What about you? You can find me on Twitter at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. You can go to my Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique, my website, tarotbymonique.com, and I have a new website coming, innerstandingshypnosis.com. I'm working on it right now. I, th I think I might offer a free group inner child hypnosis session that's awesome so i'm gonna put something out so keep your eye out on my twitter for um information on how to how to uh get into that because i'll put out a list and you sign up and only so many people will be able to do it but figure yeah like we all Pretty need to cool. heal our yeah. inner child yeah. so let's absolutely let's start that because not everyone has the opportunity to afford to pay for hypnotherapy yeah. so Let's at least do that for the people, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> there you have it. All right. Well, yeah. until next time. Conrad, thank you so much. Thank you, you so awesome. much. We fun. love you. <laughs> and I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. <laughs>